Lesson one, basic hip. Welcome to the Jazz Session. I'm Jason Crane. The Jazz Session is presented by AllAboutJazz.com, the web's leading source for jazz news, reviews, MP3 downloads, and more. Every episode of the show is available for free at thejazzsession.com, and you can also find the latest episodes in iTunes and using an RSS reader, and the links for all of those are at thejazzsession.com. You probably already know, unless you're a first-time listener, that the 100 by 300 campaign is going on. The goal is to get 100 members by the 300th show, and the 300th show is the last show of August. And that means I need your help. You can become a member for as little as 10 bucks a month. You can also do it in a lump sum for as little as $110 a year. And it's a great way to support the show and keep these interviews coming to you year in and year out. And please do help by becoming a member. Thanks. My thanks to the Respect Sextet. They recorded the theme music for this show. They're online at respectsextet.com. They've got lots of cool records, and you should buy them. Also check out Dave Vrabel, who designed the show's logo. He tweets and is very funny at twitter.com slash Dave Vrabel, V-R-A-B-E-L. My guest today has long been one of my favorite piano players. I first learned about George Cables when I first learned about Art Pepper, and I became a big fan of Art Pepper's music and therefore a big fan of George Cable's playing because George was with Art for a long time. And then I just learned about uh, the other things that George had done and, and followed his career and went backwards and, and up to the present time and was really excited to have a chance to sit down and talk with him in a room at the New School. I'll mention that at the end of this interview, George plays a couple of tunes on the piano, uh, exclusive performances for the jazz session, if you will, and I'm going to remove one of them from this interview and put it in the members-only section. So there's one more enticement to become a member. There's also uh, excerpts from other interviews there. There's an entire uh, interview that never aired on the jazz session from my radio days that's on there with uh, Les McCann talking about the Swiss movement during the album's anniversary. So there's lots of cool stuff for members in the members-only section, including one of today's performances by George Cables. Here's music, and in fact, the reason that uh, I happened to interview George at this particular time was because he's also a member of the band The Cookers. And so, as you know, we're in the midst of Cookers Mondays, where every Monday I'm giving away a copy of the Cookers album signed by all the members of the band. And you can be the person who wins it this week if you're the first person to send an email to contest at thejazzsession.com. That's contest at thejazzsession.com with Cookers in the subject line. And here's music from the Cookers' new album.
My guest is the pianist George Cables, and as I just finished telling you, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of your playing, and it's such an honor for me to uh, get a chance to talk to you. Thanks for being here. Well, thank you. Thank you for uh, coming. I want to start off by giving a little bit of time to the Cookers Band. I spoke with Billy Harper, who, as people are listening to this, will have just been on the previous episode, and Cecil McBeal will be on the next one. And so I just wanted to ask you, one of the things that, that Billy noted was that the band – uh, despite the fact that everybody in the band is a leader and has tons and tons of experience, that it seems to transcend just the all-star band status. And it seems over the, over the couple of years to have really become an ensemble. And I thought maybe I'd get your perspective on that. Yeah, I think we all know each other pretty well through the years. And uh, I, I think our concern is more playing the music than, uh, than showing off and trying to be, you know, <laughs> Uh, who we are, be are, what our names uh, might imply. But uh, I think the music and the camaraderie uh, are the, the two uh, things that make the, uh, make the music, make the band work. Had you had previous experience with everybody who's in the band, or were some of those folks new to you? Yeah, I I think I have uh, in some in somewhere or the other. Yes, uh, I mean I was on Billy's uh, Capra Black. I was on that record. I don't know how many years ago that yeah. was, and we worked with Art Blakey together. You know, so uh, and uh, David uh, David Weiss. Uh, uh, I think. Uh, uh, we got, I got to know him through the stuff he'd done with uh, with Freddie Hubbard. Sure. And uh, uh, and uh, now, I mean, uh, there are a lot of different projects that we find ourselves on together. You know, maybe some of us, all of us, you know, one or two of us. Now you recently brought uh, what I think for you is a pretty new band to the Blue Note. Is that right? In uh, in March, the band and talk about that a little bit. Yeah, we've been doing that off and on. That's called the George Cables Project. Usually Gary Bartz is with us. He wasn't right. there that uh, that thing, but it's uh, that 
that night, but Jeff Watts is is playing the drums, and James Genus is playing the bass. Uh, and boy, it's so much fun! I can't, <laughs> you know, it's so much fun that everybody's really busy, you know. So it uh, uh, with uh, the things that they they have to do with their own projects and and other commitments that they have. So we do what we can when we can. I, I must say that uh, those are some of my very, very favorite, uh, favorite musicians. That night was, was really special for me too. I remember we played a new piece too that I never played. Uh, so, uh, uh, and when, uh, when I can bring it to that band, I know it's going to work. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Are you still writing a lot these days? I'm writing some, not quite as much. So maybe writing, rewriting, and looking at other music, and and trying to make that uh, do that uh, do uh, make that my own. Sure. I think that's an important thing. I mean, I learned that from listening to Miles, and especially Miles and uh, and Train, but especially Miles. You know about making the music your own. You know, uh, it's an important thing. I used to. Uh, I remember when, uh, for instance, uh, those records with uh, Footprints came out, Miles Smiles. Everybody wanted to play Footprints that way. And then, you know, you heard of Wayne's version on Adam's Apple. It was completely different. And not many people, you know, in terms of playing the song that way, uh, were interested in doing that, you know. I mean, I think, you know, that happened with a, with a few songs, you know, where Miles would find uh, find something in the song and make it his own. And I think that uh, that really made an impression on me for what this music is about. I read somewhere that you said uh, to you the concept of a band is almost more important than anything else about it. What the, the kind of the, the unifying theme of the band or the way it's tied together? Well, I think concept is a very is probably one of the most important things when you're playing music. When you're yourself, who you are, it speaks about who you are and where you're coming from. And that uh, used to be one of Dexter Gordon's favorite uh, favorite uh, words. You know, uh, you know, he could stand up and just say concept, concept. <laughs> that's it. You know, concept. You know, that's been a very important thing for me, although through the years I've played with a lot of different people. I've worn many, many hats, and uh, I've tried to be myself through all of that, you know, and, you know, you don't uh, play exactly the same uh, in in all the bands, you know, I can't. I don't play the same. Say with the Cookers, that I would play. Say whenever I would play with Jimmy Cobb or Javon Jackson in that configuration. Sure. Uh, or uh, say the way maybe I would play with the Cables uh, Project, or maybe it was when I'm playing trio music or solo music. But I try to. Uh, I have a certain way I'm going to approach music, no matter what. But the experience, I think, of wearing, it might seem a contradiction, but the, 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 the experience of wearing a lot of hats seems to maybe you know, have given me an ex some experience maybe in the dynamics of, of music, of what you play in different places and still be, you know, uh, and still remain yourself, true to yourself.
in in the same way that maybe an actor who would play many roles could find the thing that defines that actor's personality or yeah. their presence on the stage or the screen. Mm-hmm. Seems like that could work the same way yes. for a musician. Yeah. I, I think so. I mean, you say actors, I'm an old movie freak, so I... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I could definitely relate to that. I mean, this this uh, month was Raymond Land month on TCM, and uh, he's always been one of my favorite actors. And he's always been himself. And I mean, uh, you know his character. You know pretty much what he's uh, what he has. Even though he has a wide range from uh, Lost Weekend to uh, oh. And uh, and uh, dial M for murder to yeah. let me see if I can think of a comedy he's in. Uh, well, to you know those other things that he's done that he that he does. Can you uh, can you talk a little bit about if it's not impossible to talk about uh, how you go about making something your own? You talked about feeling like that was important. What does that entitle for you? Entitle well, you? Uh, maybe. Oh, I don't know. Maybe what you see, or maybe some chord you play. I don't. I like to play. For instance, if I'm going to play uh, a ballad, if I'm going to play uh, um, my one and only love, maybe there are some chords for me. There are some chords I might change in some uh, uh, key places, uh, not to change the song, but to to to, to really. Uh, um, I don't know what I think, uh, just to uh, put something else there, you know, to put something that I hear on it, and maybe it will change it a little bit, or uh, or, or where the way you phrase a song, the way you touch, the way I might touch the piano on a ballad, or to take a song that maybe most people hear as uh, up-tempo and play that as a ballad, or take an old rock and roll song and uh, and play that as a ballad. I mean, as a la Too Young to Go Steady, you know, was, right. which was, I think, uh, probably an old rock and roll song, but probably not, the tempo didn't change that much, but uh, taking a song like uh, uh, Will You Still Love Me Tomorrow, and, which was, I remember, as I remember the Shirelles uh, making it a hit and... Uh, um, uh, what's your name? Uh, uh, that was a Phil Spector produced uh, that, didn't he? I think. Uh, I don't know who produced okay. uh, the the uh, Shirelles record, but trying to think of the composer, Carol uh, Carol, Carol King. King wrote it, and she did it differently. But just find something in it, you know, and play it like a ballad. It's amazing what's you know the difference that it makes. Uh, so anything that you do to make or maybe take a song and put it in a whole different color. Uh, uh, make it an African 6-8 song uh, and still retain uh, what the song is about. Especially the older I get, the more I, more important melody uh, is, is to me. I mean, after working with Dexter and, and his philosophy uh, of, um, uh, you know, how important it is to learn the words. I mean, he was a, um, uh, a disciple of Lester Young. Um, there's an old story. Uh, I don't know if it's true. Could be uh, <laughs> uh, about Lester playing a song, and in the middle somewhere, he he just stopped, and the band kept on going. And later on, he continued with the with the song. And someone later asked him, "How come you stopped?" He said, "Well, I forgot the words." <laughs> <laughs> you know? And I know the words were that important to him. Uh, 
when uh, when he um, when he played. make those sometimes large sometimes small adjustments in a piece will that become the way you play that piece or might you play it differently than the next time that you play it? Uh, I might but probably it'll probably be in that direction I'll probably play it that way or if I'm playing it with someone else or somebody comes up with an idea you know about this that and the other about maybe playing it uh, why don't we do it this way okay uh, I might grudgingly do it go that direction and if it, if it it works if I enjoy it I feel good about it and maybe I'll go that way but usually once I discover something that's there for in the piece for me then that's the direction I will you know I'll go I'll go maybe things might something might change in that direction and in, in, uh, going there I mean it might develop into something different um, even with pieces of my own like think on me uh, I think it was Marty Schiller if it's not, please forgive me, who arranged Think On Me for the Woody Herman Big Band. And uh, he had an introduction on there that I, and I'm saying to myself, I wish, you know, I wish I'd thought of that. (laughs) So when I play it, I use that introduction, you know. Uh, And I've had, there are other pieces that people have played of mine that actually make me uh, discover, so wow, that's nice, maybe I'll. I'll remember that. I can use that. What's it like as a as a writer when you hear somebody playing your music with their own conception? Sometimes it's great. Sometimes it's not. You know. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> you know. You know. A piece is like your child. You know. It's like your kid. You know. You you uh, lived with it. You had to. Uh, I don't know. Uh, write this thing, and uh, I don't know. Uh, Sometimes I don't like the word create, you know, because I, I kind of like discover, you know. It's yeah. like you discover this stuff. And, uh, um, and you, you know, like you, you live with it. And then when somebody else uh, plays it, you know, maybe there are little parts of the song that mean something to you, little uh, uh, areas. Of, okay, this is where I'm really, it's got to go right here. And somebody else doesn't see it that way. They say, oh, yeah. Well, um, it's one thing. But um, most of the time, I like when people uh, do their thing as long as they do my piece. I've heard people do uh, one thing, like something on Voodoo Lady. And it's, gee, I'd like to record it that way, you know. <laughs> It's great. I mean, sometimes um, 
I think you, for me, when I hear something I don't like, it's only it's usually because the person who's playing hasn't taken the time to really find out what it was in the beginning. And because the I've heard people change my change the music, uh, and uh, and I welcome that. I mean. Uh, for the most part, uh, I do. I mean, because I love to, I feel like that's a liberty that I feel that uh, I can take, you know, with a piece, whether it's changing the chords, the key, the the uh, the meter, uh, uh, how many measures a chord may be on, you know, may be on a, a, a chord, or maybe extending it, whether I'm changing it, like I said, well, the meter from four to three or to five to seven or whatever. Um, um, well, I was going to say, it's like your kid. Once it grows up, and it's, oh, it's out, and then, you, you know, you hope you've done the right thing, so yeah. it uh, it lives well. You brought up the the movie fan thing, and I, my all-time favorite movie is An American in Paris, and I remember the scene in which Gene Kelly is describing to his benefactor, who's about to buy a couple of his paintings, that he thinks selling them is the hardest part because he, he describes them that way too. They're like your children, and you, it's difficult to part with them and kind of let them go out into the world and live a different life in a different perspective. Mm. So. Yeah, but nobody's going to see it with a painting. Nobody's really going to change that. That's right. That's exactly right. She's not going to paint something new over it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's a very fair point. You, um, you've mentioned Dexter Gordon, and I said before we were recording that I discovered you through Art Pepper, and and you've you've played in addition to being a leader for years and years, you've played with just a, an incredible A list of everybody there is to play with. What is it? Uh, can you quantify something about the way that you approach other people's music that makes you such a consummate uh, sideman, for lack of a better word? I don't know. Uh, I, I first, uh, you know, I hadn't thought of this for for a while, but I heard Cedar Walton say uh, that uh, you know when he was uh, listening to music and he was coming up, uh, what his goal was was to be a great sideman, to play with bands, to play with somebody, not to, not necessarily to be a great soloist or band leader or anything. And I was I'd never heard anybody say that, and I was really struck by it because it rung it really rang, it rung a bell it rang a bell <laughs> it uh, uh sounded uh, uh uh like something it just sounded like me that was what uh, um was on my mind when i was i'd be listening to my especially listening to miles a train and these bands and how uh, how important uh, the side men were sometimes you say side men and uh it People interpret it as a backup musician, you know, somebody who's just there to do what somebody tells them to do. But in a jazz band, you know, the sideman uh, is uh, a very important person because when we're talking about uh, improvisation, it's group improvisation. And so what you do uh, as a sideman uh, uh, has a lot of bearing on what the soloist or what the band leader or what the band does uh, in a whole. Um, so um, for me, I think part of the, what, what uh, makes it easier uh, for me to, to uh, be in that position is probably 
wanting to be, having wanted to be in that position, you know, having a, that it was that important. I think maybe it's, you know, my personality anyway. I like uh, good to be able to to interact, you know, in a positive way and to make that work. Uh, I mean, to make it work between people. Uh, it's a social uh, uh, thing we're talking about, a musical situation we're talking about. Uh, for me, when I'm on a bandstand, I think I'm in the best seat in the house because I get to hear all these great musicians, whether I'm working with Bobby uh, Hutchison or working with Dex or Art Pepper. Uh, you know, Art was Art was great to work with. I mean, sometimes uh, it could be funny, a little difficult because Art was a little eccentric, <laughs> and and you know, sometimes his body language could be difficult to to read but uh, um uh i think those qualities are really uh enjoying uh having a musical conversation being involved like say i'm i got the best seat in the house i can listen to who's playing and still make comments you know from my little seat you know so um uh, I can I can have some control over what's happening. Uh, I can respond to what's happening, um, and uh, the 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 idea of group improvisation is one that really appeals to me in that way. It sounds like you have a certain willingness to to check your ego at the door in those situations. Well, yeah, in a certain way, but, you know, ego is always involved. Sure. <laughs> the being the best per kind of uh, accompanist uh, or doing what you do the best in the best way, because I know I'm going to get a chance to solo, you know. So if I can uh, help make this music shape the music, you know, that's, I mean, that's not really, in a way, in a sense, you know, if you're thinking, well, I got to be the guy out front all the time. That is, I don't know if that's all ego. I mean, maybe, uh, I mean, because my ego, I'm feeding my ego when I'm doing a good job, when I feel like, feel like I'm doing a job, good job, when I feel like uh, I have something to do with the success or failure of this music. You know, that's uh, that's important to me. And that's what I take when I do, when I do do my own uh, my own things, what what I feel uh, uh, can make this uh, a group uh, a success, the music a, su a success, uh, not just playing, uh, showing off and playing, you know, being, uh, play, being, playing solo piano. There are times if I'm playing trio or quartet, now I'll take some space and play a solo piece, you know, and then it's time to go back and play the, with the band and maybe, you know, because it's about, again, the concept, the, 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 the big picture. Right. I'm interested in the big picture, not just the... Uh, the, the trees, I mean, uh, like the forest, too.
does that uh, that focus on concept did that come from the time that you spent with with Dexter as you mentioned or was that something you were concerned about even before you were playing with him uh, probably before concept is uh, maybe it's changed over the years you know but no it's not wasn't important <clears throat> it didn't become important with Dexter although Dexter certainly verbally reinforced that um, uh, you know, I think it became important just by listening to the people, the people I listened to when I was 18 in New York. I can't believe that things have changed so drastically. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that so much time has gone by. It doesn't seem like it. But, uh, you know, I go and see Thelonious Monk at uh, the five spot. Uh, and, uh, you know, he was there maybe with a double bill. Maybe Mose Allison would be playing opposite him. He was there for months at a time. It was like a steady job. You know, he got a job. And you could count on, okay, where are you going? I'm going to see Monk. I'm going to hear Monk tonight. You know, and he definitely had a concept. You went to hear Train. He had a concept. You talk about Miles. He had a concept. Everybody you like had a concept. It was him. And the people you like, you like because, boom, that was them. And that, that because they were trying to play like somebody else or trying to be careful or something. They had something to say. They had their own thing, you know. So that's one thing you pick up in a hurry. And that's uh, maybe why uh, one of the reasons I found it so intriguing, you know, being a part of a band. I wanted to be a part of it. I wanted to play with Miles. I wanted to play with Train. I wanted to, you know. Uh, those guys who actually, the guys I mentioned had a band. It, it wasn't just Train or just Miles on by himself. They had bands that worked together, that had that developed their own sound, and and uh, I, you couldn't get you can't get away from that, you know. And and listening and growing up and listening to that stuff, you don't you didn't just. Uh, uh, well, for me, I mean, I listened to to Oscar Peterson, and he was impressive, and he uh, did a lot. Of, he was a, a, um, a great soloist, and he had his concept. He was very strong, you know, and his band reflected his concept. But uh, uh, each band, everybody I mentioned, you know, they have their concept. Do you sure. think about Miles? You know, there may be a few different things you think, but you're thinking about like a whole deal. You yeah. know, you say Miles. Oh yeah, I liked him when Winton was with. Him. Right. Oh yeah, I liked him. You know, I liked it when Jimmy was. With him. Oh yeah, well I liked Philly Joe and Bill Evans. I liked you know, it wasn't just one guy. It was a whole band. Right. You know, so that's what that that is what I really got from listening to that music. Well, I talk about times changing. The the luxury of having months at one place to work out your music those days are gone huh? yeah, yeah. <laughs> well one day where you're actually working for money right. you know maybe you could go in, <laughs> in your basement or something you know yeah so, yeah fair enough uh, um can you talk about some of the uh the other things that you've got going uh, at this time well of course i had the the, the cables project the george cables project and uh, um uh uh, I've been doing something with, uh, occasionally with Javon Jackson and uh, Jimmy Cobb uh, called We Four, um, 
sometimes the basis changes. Okay. Uh, I've done that a, a little bit. And uh, just been kind of moving on from one thing to the other, traveling. I just was in Russia and in Siberia for the first time wow. in my life. So that was great because Siberia wasn't what, you know, I had imagined it to be. You know, it was cold, <laughs> lots of snow. But <laughs> and what, what I were go, you doing there? Uh, I was playing. I played with some uh, Russian musicians. I used Russian musicians there. And uh, then I went to Moscow and did some uh, an adjudication and also worked in a place there, a club there, uh, with the Russian musicians. And uh, that was very nice. And I do, I've do. i been doing workshops, uh, uh, like the Betty Carter Jazz Ahead workshop and the Port Townsend uh uh, Jazzport Townsend workshop, which used to be the Bud uh, Bud Shank workshop, uh, but now uh, um, John Clayton is a musical director, and after that, I'll be going to the Stanford workshop where wow. I get to do that. But you, but you get to play as well. Uh, the Bay Cardi, you don't play so much because <laughs> everybody there is such great players. All the participants are great players, and they're bringing their own music. Uh, and I'm looking forward to doing another uh, trio CD in the very near future. I've been uh, gathering some music, some new music, and uh, some uh, music that I've been looking at, music that I've written and looked at, and some uh, combination of things, standards, that uh, I just like to play some, uh, you know, lots of, I've been loving ballads lately. Uh, so, do you know who'll be on that record with you? No, I don't. <laughs> uh, I know it'll be a trio record with some solo and and uh, uh, maybe duet and trio. But I don't know. Yeah, I got a good idea, but I'm not going to say. <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> we'll wait till that's on record. Right? <laughs> I ask this of everybody: Is there something that you've seen or or read or listened to recently not not directly connected to your own work that you'd like to share with other people just something that you've enjoyed recently and you want to tell other people to check it out golly no I, it's hard that's a hard question because uh i've uh, basically seen some young pianists that have been involved uh, doing their thing uh uh there's a young pianist uh, i met named tata takauno who uh, is really a wonderful, wonderful young pianist. And he's been doing some work with Jimmy Cobb. Uh, and I was excited about him, what he's doing. The, the uh, breadth of his uh, accomplishment, you know, of his pianism is uh, very nice. And it doesn't have to be jazz-related. It could be a book you read. It could be anything. It doesn't have to be related to oh, the music. Uh, um, it was something I was. I'm about to read. I can't even think of the title now. On meditation, in the last little while, uh, uh, I've had uh, you know some changes in my in my life. Uh, that uh, um, the major changes in my life, like my my partner Helen of twenty twenty eight years had passed away in November. So. Uh, my life is a little different, but uh, uh, there are lots of positive uh, things that uh, that she left with me that 
that'll go on in terms of music and I, of course the, the, one of the pieces that I written uh, was inspired by her that I, one of the newer pieces that that uh, wrote this uh, this uh, January probably on New Year's Eve <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I know as soon as we got uh, as soon as we call us quits I'll, I'll say oh you know they <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, that's been a major change for me, and uh, one that uh, uh, I'm trying to uh, take into in a positive, uh, positive way, because uh, she did leave uh, some uh, positive uh, information, sure. she will say, uh, with uh, with me. So that's what I'm thinking about. Okay. Yeah. Absolutely, feel free to say no to this, but I would be a fool if I didn't ask. You're actually sitting at a piano. Would you be interested in playing anything? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Whoops. I I always play. Well, I'll play maybe a couple of songs really okay. quick. Sure. Lee. Thank this you. Is a but I know my guest is George Cables and uh, as I said I've, I've done many hundreds of these and this is a special one for me because I'm, I'm really just a huge fan of, of you and your work and I thank you for being on the show thank you Joseph for having me
That's music from The Cookers, featuring, among others, pianist George Cables. I'm Jason Crane. This is The Jazz Session, presented by AllAboutJazz.com, the web's leading source for jazz news, reviews, MP3 downloads, and more. Thanks so much for listening, and now get out there and support live jazz whenever and wherever you can, and then come back next time for another conversation about jazz on The Jazz Session. Thank you for listening. Bye.